this is Not So Kosher, and I'm Bexy, and I have Holly and Fardoza here today. They are coming to explain to us a little bit more of the Interfaith Youth Day of Service that is at Hamlin University uh, this coming Monday, February 15th from 9 to 4. Uh, it's in the Claus Center at 1535 Hewitt Avenue in St. Paul, again. Um, so the Interfaith Youth Connection Day is an annual event every President's Day. It helps build bridges of peace with hundreds of youth of many different religion and cultural backgrounds from across the Twin Cities. So ladies, I'm so glad you're here today. Thank you for joining me. How are you? Fardoza, are you good? Yeah. Good. Good. Thanks for being here. Can we hear her good enough? Are we good? I want to make sure we can hear you good. Okay. Good. Hey, Holly, how are you? Hi, ya? how are you? Good, good. So someone tell me what, one of you ladies, tell me what this day is about. And uh, tell me, first of all, how this day got started. Um, this day got started um, 11 years ago, and the, the idea was about, there's called NFA Youth, Youth Corps, and that was in, it, it's focused more on college. Um, actually started in Chicago, but within the idea, the person who was, who were before me, who was a coordinator, actually came up with the idea of having Interfaith Youth Leadership Coalition. Form, and now we're known as Interfaith Youth Connection. A lot of name has changed. Um, cool. So it's been 11 years, and it's been going for, yeah. And I actually start working there 2012, nice. December. So you're employed by them. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. I wasn't sure if it was like a... Uh, something that you guys did voluntarily or whatever. Mm-hmm. And okay, cool, cool. Holly does it for volunteering. Yeah, okay, yeah. got it. Actually, got through it. my work with the Jewish Community Relations Council. So, is it was that part of their one of the things? Or like, did you find this group and say, I want to do this program with them? Or the JCRC has been one of the financial supporters of the actually the the organization now is called Interfaith Action of Greater St. Paul, but up until last year it was called the St. Paul Area Council of Churches, and the Jewish Community Relations Council was a um, contributor and member of that group, and um, so they offered me, in in lieu of writing a check, they offered some of my hours. I run the Speakers Bureau for the Jewish Community Relations Council, and we have been um, great partners in this work. I got involved really through my kids, and that was five years ago. So mm-hmm. I've been going to the days of service, believe it or not, longer than Fardoza. <laughs> oh, so Fardoza, Fardoza how, um, how long have you been doing? I'm uh, sorry, I forgot if you yeah. said that. So this is my third year doing oh, it, actually. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. great. Which is surprising because Fardoza and I feel like we've known each other for <laughs> of course. our whole lives. Of course. <laughs> we really only met three years ago. So tell me what the event kind of goes, like how is it set up? Like what do you guys do that day? So that is an opportunity for high schoolers and middle schoolers, actually 7th to 12th graders, to actually an opportunity to deeper in their own faith and tradition to understand with, from one another. So a day starts with typically in morning 9 a.m. Uh, registration, and then there's the workshops that we have. And the workshops are focused on faith workshops, basically, like such as Islam 101, Judaism 101, and shamanism 101, et cetera. And then oh, after... that's th- kind of interesting. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> So we have a cool. variety of that workshop. And then after that, we have the keynote speaker. Um, this year, we're really excited to have Earl. 
He is professor over Hamlet University. Earl, Sh- Earl Schwartz. Schwartz. Yeah, oh, that's good. Yeah. Yeah. So many you, of your listeners may know from Talmud Torah days. Yeah. I know. I know. He's he was my teacher. He's exactly. a master teacher. He is. Do you, how do you do it every year? Do they like the keynote? Do they make it be from different faiths? Mm-hmm. Well, um, not really. It's not that organized. <laughs> oh, it's just whoever wants to agrees well, to do it. We sort. It's so funny because yeah. Fardoza has said to me a few times. I think we have too many, you know, too many Muslims. I'm like, I think we have too many Jewish people. That's so funny. she's. That's oh, funny. you know, so we. We tend, in general, to provide a balance, but in specific, we you know we just go with who we really. It's more actually led by the students and who they are interested in hearing oh. from. So last year we had Brother Ali. He's a rapper, and that it was something oh, that's that, cool. Yeah, so something that yeah, it depends on the youth. Like they bring these names out, and then it's our it's our job to find those individuals. Cool. Yeah, I love that. Actually, I've been doing it for four years, right? I can't I remember, so. honestly. I don't know, because seminole are sophomores. Oh, then you're right. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. When, do you start plan- <laughs> when do you start to plan for it? Like right after it's done? Do you start for the next year? Definitely. Yeah. Okay. Right after. All right. Yeah. And then do you, is it, is it basically the same thing that you do every year? So then there's a keynote speaker and then she didn't, and then there's, we have a second set of workshops. Workshops. And that's more relaxed workshops in that sense, more enjoyable. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, Less academic. Less academic in that sense. And then um, after that, we have, after the workshop, we have lunch on campus and then we actually go out in the community for two hours to do community service. So our goal is like, we learned this. So let's go implement and give back to your community. So what do you do? So variety of like, we go at a homeless shelter, uh, we prepare meal for the homeless or we actually go to an organization nonprofits and anything that needs within that we try to variety varietize within and also we typically ha- like work with habitat humanity and things like that but physically they don't go build houses but they do other projects around well one of my favorite yeah. memories my son i think we have twins and they were so the the youth that are in the planning committee and in the our senior leadership, including my kids, lead the delegation. And my son doesn't always wear a kippah. In fact, normally he doesn't, but when he's praying. And I think sometimes when he wants to represent the Jewish community, he wears a kippah. So he was... He so he's spoke. noticed. He's noticed. You know, he Got likes it. to be out. He lo- yeah. You know, he likes, to, he likes to proclaim or represent whatever. And so he was wearing a kippah, and he was the delegation leader to a mosque mm-hmm. that had had a little bit of water damage. And so we, he went, and it was Christians and Jews and Muslims, and he was the delegation leader. And we were laughing so hard because the imam and the people at the mosque just started praising us and trying to feed us snacks before we did any work at all. And, <laughs> and I said, you know, their culture respect, is not different than our exactly. culture. Exactly. <laughs> They're trying to like, and tell us how grateful they are. I'm like, we haven't done anything yet. <laughs> <laughs> we could do a really bad job. It was really funny and really, really sweet. And they actually, finally, we convinced them to let us do some of the work and um, we helped them clean, a, help clean up a library and, it was really gratifying and just beautiful. There's something about the, you know, the day-to-day. The, it's, it's very normal. I mean, it's, you know, I wish these youth would come to my house and clean out my, <laughs> you know, my, my garage or whatever. But um, that, we live in a, that we live in a society where we can do these profoundly beautiful things for one another and that we can learn about these things and then we can implement them, like Fardoza said is just um is profoundly wonderful but it's also sort of like completely normalized 
you know, handing us the snacks, telling us how great we are. It's like, yeah. well, you should actually. <laughs> exactly. Give us some work. Exactly. <laughs> so when something like that, like, how did you hear about there was. She said, how'd you set up the mosque? Um, the mosque, it's basically what I did was I was, um, it depends on the area that we host. Typically it was around Minneapolis, Augsburg College. So in that area, there's typically a lot of mosques around in that area. So for me, it was just. Um, basically build those connections because I already connected. Actually, that mosque I was, con- I was connected to, so I knew the needs that they needed it. So just kind of always reaching out whoever needs. So for me, it's just like before, actually the day of service, couple months beforehand, it's we, I reached out to different organizations saying that I have group of views. Are you guys available that day? What is it? Something be you know? And I always explain to them, this is what I need. I want them to have meaningful service sites. I just don't want them to sit around, but I want them to something that they can use a tool and then they can give back to the community. Yeah. So yeah. So it's been hosted by McAllister, Augsburg, and oh, Hamlin. Okay, nice. Sort of mm-hmm. transitional with yeah. And I mean the the reality is that these are exactly the high school students that every college wants on their campus. Every college wants to feature them. These are students who are giving their day, their free day, in learning and in service with a full heart. Mm -hmm. And every college should be falling over themselves to get to feature. And every college does. does, And we are so welcomed and so Mm well-hosted by these colleges. How did your sons and other kids, like, how do they... I mean, like anything else, I guess, but how do you kind of get started on things? Like a lot of the things that the youth does is because the youth director found things, right? Yeah. But like how did this get started with this, the connection of this group? I think you introduce, I mean, we, everybody, you introduce your kids to lots of different things, but ultimately they need to buy into it. And did you introduce your kids to? Yeah. We oh, brought, oh. yeah, we, I brought, we brought our kids to oh, it. because of what your job the JC, is. Through the okay. Jewish Community Relations Got Council. It. Got it. Um, we found out about this and then they learn, you know, they, they're my, we have a, um, a very involved practicing Jewish family and home life. At the time, my kids were in the Jewish day school in St. Paul and they were so excited to share their faith and more excited, I guess, to learn about real, you know, faithful Christians of all denominations and Muslims and uh, Baha'i and shaman and really interesting. And there was actually an involved youth. I think he graduated, but he was this atheist, but sort of a proud, mm-hmm. like out there. Interesting. Yeah. So really he was, inter- good. he was cool. He didn't, he was cool in the fact that he, he loved yeah. that other people had religions, but he wasn't into it. Yeah, I think Which he actually kind of was into being an atheist. It's like a it's like a vegetarian like hanging out at a slaughterhouse. Yeah, I mean, maybe. I know that. But you know, <laughs> it's kind of like it's interesting that he would put he put himself into a space. Well, he put himself into a space where he's not. It's not his norm. It's not I what think, he believes in. Yeah, I think his, I think he had an atheist. I have a lot of vegetarians in my family, that's so <laughs> that's why I use that as an example. I think he, but I think he had an atheist philosophy. Um, and, and so he, but right. I think that he, I think he was a seeker. Mm -hmm. And so there's interesting, Oh, you think he's kind of looking to see what he wants. I think he, yeah. Or to share, to to share and to learn. And you know, they go to, they go to, now my kids go to, they're in public school and, and there's a lot of diversity in the school, but there's not a lot of platform to talk about, 
to faith mm-hmm. and in they school, want they to don't. no yeah. they want to they my kids love their Judaism they are so proud of their Judaism but they also love that they live in a diverse world yeah and they want to you know they mm-hmm. the, Svardoza has actually been on retreats with them and seen them speak and contribute and they are curious about how it is to be a Muslim living in our community so um, what is it like to be a Muslim in community? <laughs> do you live in St. Paul, I'm assuming? I'm, actually, I do. I, I mean, I live in Roseville, so it's okay. not that far from here. Okay. So it's it depends. You know, the, one of the things I, I want to get back to the youth is that the Interfaith uh, Youth Connection provides a platform, a place that they can have these conversations, and that necessarily it doesn't have to be, you don't have to be pushed on certain faith, but it's a way of, embracing who you are and deeper in understanding that and yet willingness to share and that's one thing i learned from within these youth is just the fact that it's like they take the time to to teach us and um i'm just gonna throw a couple examples that we were invited by Beth, Beth, i mean Beth Jack, Beth Jacobson. Oh, Beth Jacobson. Beth Jacobson. I don't Heights. know. I like the Beth Jacobson. <laughs> yeah. That's a good one. I like that one. It actually it sounds. It you know what? It, what what was it called? Wasn't that the Bet, synagogue? Beit Yaakov. Uh, yeah. No, oh, the one and sons. sons of Jacob. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. That's why that was good. Yeah. <laughs> that was a good one. So, good um, yeah. So one of the things that we were invited to was called us Chaka Seders. Oh, good. Um, so yep. it was led by the youth and that group of us are youth. I took a group of Muslim girls, actually. Wow. To this, um, to this, to this um, Seders. And they were super excited. But the fact that it's like there was conversation beforehand. It's like. We just want know. the chocolate. We've never <laughs> been to, you know, the thing is like, we've never been to a church, I mean, a synagogue, and I don't know how my parents are going to feel about it. And, really? You know? Interesting. And certain like that. And I said, listen, we don't have to share this with... <laughs> <laughs> really? Really? And then after wow. actually going there and experiencing that, and for them was to a point, they said, we wanted the same thing. We want to invite them to our mosque. Mm-hmm. We want to yeah. have that exchange. And that's, these girls, some of them were not part of our program to be honest, because they came along with friends who were part of the program. Which is so how ki- most kids end up doing everything is because they get invited by a friend. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So for them, was like they never had that opportunity to interact with anybody who's who's a Jewish. So to them, was it an opportunity to like, they're not different. They're like us. That's you know? so interesting. So to me, to me, it was like, okay, this is, that's why I enjoy this work. It's because I see the youth that are like how much they transfer with, with themselves and understanding about other faiths. And then you have kid, youth who are interested in this saying like, oh, we learn about it. And there's youth who are just want to. Like any. any, Like any, right? right? I mean, so, just that you got lucky to mm-hmm. nab those girls. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and then it's it's been amazing. And the friendship among them and to the willingness of learning from each other. And that's to me, that's very um, rewarding in that sense. It's like, I see it and I was like, wow, this is, and I learned a lot from them actually. And within this retreats that we go to and just learning and certain etiquettes within. <laughs> and one of the interesting thing, like I was fortunate enough to be part of, um, there was an interfaith dinner by, um, that were Holly in October. Yeah. Um, was that at the synagogue? Yeah. At the synagogue. Oh, yes. And within that, you know, my hus- I was with my husband. He, we were talking about something. He took his phone out. And then everyone was like, oh, no, no, put your phone away. <laughs> because he did not it know that. It was on the Sabbath. It yeah. was on the oh. Sabbath. Sabbath oh, yeah. you know, At our synagogue. synagogue. So right. for him, he didn't understand that. And then that moment was a tool of education that, you know, to teach him that 
this is not it. So and well, it, just just to the back, just for background, some Jews consider any electronics on the Sabbath to be a form of work, and Jews don't work on the Sabbath. So there are some Jews who do use their phones right. on the Sabbath, just in Jelani's defense. <laughs> and, but you know what? I How have... do you use it? Oh, my wedding. <laughs> Was oh, it, did you? <laughs> oh, jeez, Louise. <laughs> I know I do take pictures. If I'm at a wedding on the Saturday, I'm taking pictures. Do you? Yes. Oh, that's so funny. Well, I'm at not a Muslim. I'm at this, no, not yeah, at a yeah, synagogue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I didn't no, no, it was at a Muslim wedding. wedding. Yeah, so I, yes. my, my point, <laughs> this is gonna, how I kind of look at it. Probably we look at it the same. Obviously, I think we drive to synagogue. Right. We do, yes. But right. we all have certain things that we're mm-hmm. not really supposed to be doing with with, with any of our, our faiths. Right. Um, but, you know, we, we do the best we can. You know, mm-hmm. it's like, I think, I know for Holly and I, we're probably, we'll walk in our synagogue and we definitely won't be using our phones if it's, you know, a holiday or Sabbath or something. But, you know, well, Rabbi other people Alan, yeah. may not think that way and right. they come in there and they don't realize that you're not supposed to. That's yeah. not, people just don't, we're all different. We all well, have different rules. And like, Rabbi Allen always talks, rules. he talks about a ladder that, you know, you're here and hopefully you're striving mm-hmm. to go, yeah. to go up. But I mean, I do remember at Beth Jacob, I had an Israeli friend visiting and he and they used their phone oh, he took out a oh, camera yeah. and in the during the torah reading oh, and the rabbi of no. course could see him from across yeah. the congregation knows he's an israeli who grew up on kibbutz yeah you know you like you know and he goes tell that israeli to put his camera away <laughs> isn't it weird that they are just so like well, that some Americans Israelis are, are very secular, and, oh, and gosh, some Israelis yes. are very religious. It's all—it's not you know, unlike here. It's—it's yep. it's like the Muslim community. Like you know, it's the same. Like for when I go back home, it's different in Somalia. It's like certain things like that I would not do typically here. To them, that's the norm. That's okay, you know. And I'm like, oh wow, I thought you know. And then I look at myself. It seems like I'm more religious in that sense. Right. But I'm like, no. <laughs> do you? Are you more religious? So you're saying that you're more religious here than than in Somalia, kind of like the Israelis no, in that, you know, that's what like, I'm wondering. I'm just it, saying like certain things, certain, um, certain things that I would not typically do that to them, that's okay. It's, yeah, it's part of it, you know, and Does it has to do with food or what does it have to do with? Um, certain, like, um, for example, um, like the handshake and certain women would do that for me. It's like, I take that as kind of, so, right. So, so whether or not a, a Muslim, a modest Muslim woman would shake the hand of a man who she, mm-hmm. Is not her relative. Yeah, so it's 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 forbidden. So certain of us will do it here. Certain of us will practice not to. I don't know what I'm saying, but it's like for me, it's like I look at it. For example, like shaking hand, it's kind of forbidden in, in Islam. Yes. Um, for in men. your world, is it for you personally? So for me, it's like I try to practice that, and Holly okay. has been very supportive of that. <laughs> we I can tell our that. story about Grant. I love right. that. <laughs> so you know, and then for me, it's like there's times I slip. You know, there's times I slip here and there. But when I went back home, and then it's like, oh, it's okay. You know, you can shake hands, and I'm like, oh, really? <laughs> tell, I want to hear the story. What did he walk in? Hi. It's, it's well. Yeah. I mean, I shook his hand. Yeah. And for those of for those yeah. of you who can't see us, which is everybody who's listening. Is wearing hijab and so um you know i shook his hand so he extended his hand to her which is the is is the polite and American. she leaned in and hugged him right <laughs> <laughs> sorry i, I mean my... but that's it would be rude for an american to not extend their hand to the other person yes so i 
when I'm with Fardoza and somebody um, does that, I kind of throw, like I, I sort of, I sort of toss myself in between and push his hand away a little bit. And I say, That's this is funny. my friend Fardoza. She's a modest Muslim woman <laughs> whose tradition is to not shake hands with men she doesn't know. Yeah. And it's always funny for all of us. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I have, did it synagogue yeah. too. I, I have this uh, friend, uh, fam- this family that I'm very good friends with and they're Orthodox Jews. And, um, one of the sons who I've grown up with, we've all grown up together, basically. I mean, I've been going there for probably 25 years to the home when the kids were little. And and I, as an adult, we're, we're you know, he's an adult. And he leaned in to hug me for when I left his home. Uh, he's married, you know, with children and and very religious. And I said, what are you doing? And he said, you're like my sister. Yeah. It's oh. okay. And yeah. I said, Wow, I don't, I don't know if your mom would agree with that, but <laughs> that's kind of cool. Good yeah. for you that mm-hmm. you, because that is the first time ever. Because I make that mistake. Look, I'm Jewish. I've grown up with Orthodox people. I have family that are Orthodox, but I never. It, you forget that you're not supposed to put your hand out. It just, it's, it, it's hard to remember sometimes with those things, you know. So those are the things that I, you know, there's part of when I went back home. There's part of people certain individuals would not completely shake hands and there's certain individuals who shake hands so to me it's like there's certain part of my Ugh. culture the Somali culture it's more like we tend to shake hands more so, of that. and you it's, don't know everybody's different right everybody's so. different so it's to me it was just like one of those things and i was like oh my god this is gonna be really hard it's how do i how do i know who to shake hands or who yes, to not right yes. how does it work and it's really kind of complicated and certain you know so for me it was just kind of See, it's probably easier for a non-Muslim because that way, if you feel a little bit ignorant, you can just be like, yes, I'm ignorant. And (laughs) you know what I mean? Like, I just teach me because I, and that's, that's getting back to the youth day of service. I think, well, first of all, when Ferdosa and I are together, we're we're laughing half the time. Mm -hmm. Because if you take yourself so seriously that you can't give somebody a break or give yourself a break when you make a mistake, you're not going to really achieve that connection. Mm -hmm. And I think when you let that go a little bit, I mean, it's just personality. It's not, it's not that she's a Muslim and I'm a Jew or whatever. She's from Somalia. I'm from here. It's just personalities. We Mm -hmm. just have that clicky personality where we think that stuff is funny. Um, Grant was the victim of our joke. (laughs) (laughs) But I think part of it is when you're younger maybe you're a little more open to just giving yourself a break. Are you going to be perfect and behave with that, you know, perfection every time? Of course not. Is everyone going to behave perfectly towards you? No, but be safe about, or be, you know, be cool or be mm-hmm. relaxed about letting, making a mistake. Cause if you don't, otherwise the easy thing to do, never talk to people yeah. that are different than you. Yeah. Never touch them, mm-hmm. never connect with them. You will never make a mistake. You will never offend anyone, you know, but that's not good. Yeah. What's interesting is that, probably is a big problem in this world mm-hmm. i just realized it's that a big problem in minnesota probably because you're problem. so mortified well, i am i'm like like you know i let's just say i go to starbucks in highland where you know there's a very large community of muslim guys that hang out there yeah. mm-hmm. you know it's kind of like all right so we want to sit down at a table there there i've got a table with one chair and there's two chairs left and i want to sit down with who i'm with mm. well i don't know I don't know if that's invasive, too invasive for him. I don't know. And then, of course, I'm not going to say anything. So instead, I'm just like, you know, that that mm-hmm. upsets me that he took that whole table and why didn't he just like leave more? You know, it's kind of mm-hmm. those kinds of things are what make it make us be the way we are, where we're so we can be so against certain groups of people, whoever it may be. Right. So the noise but, in your head is, 
oh, mm. look at that person who sat at a table with three chairs and didn't offer one to yep. me. And the noise in his head is, well, if anybody wants a chair, they would talk to me. I'm sitting right here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So the silence of neither of, you know, of your of your preconceived misunderstanding is yes. the problem in the room. For sure. And so if you went up to him and said, excuse me, would you mind if I took a chair? He'd probably be so delighted that you, you Could know, be. whatever. But I know that they know yeah. we're Jewish. So I'm always like, oh, I don't know if they're going to be like, <laughs> you know, uncomfortable with us. I don't know. You know, so that's kind of. But that's the problem with it. Right. All, so that's what, so that the day of service. What you're doing is, right. yeah. It's yes. about and helping like breaking that. it, right. you know, like, 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 and to me, make a like, mistake, right. break the it down. The thing is, I grew up in Minneapolis and I went to high school. When and have you, were you, were you born in Somalia? No, I was born in Somalia and okay. I came here with the age of eight okay. in this country. Um, okay. I know, actually. Yeah, train eight, nine. Yeah, so, okay. <laughs> so I'm. So for me, it's like I was born in Somalia and I grew up in Kenya. And to me, it's like I was always by, around, surrounded by people who are a different faith than I am. Yeah. So to me, it was just there's. I I know this like wasn't I would, different. There was no so different for me until actually I came to high, college, where in high school you never talk about faith, you never talk about conversation about. And then, et cetera, for me personally, I was more like, I don't want to have these conversations because I know where it's going to lead to the end of the day. And I just felt like I don't need to be very defensive the whole time. I don't need to defend my faith. So to me, it was just a way to block people out. It's like, I don't want to have a conversation, but if you want to be my friend and et cetera, we can be, but I just don't, don't bring me up religion, uh, faith conversation. Was it always like, I mean, did you always feel like that it was going to be like that or it always ended up being like that? It always ended up because as, as a, as a teenager, it's someone just comes to you and asks you these ridiculous questions. You're just, you know, you don't know how to react to it. Tell me what a ridiculous question (laughs) is. Well, I just, I mean, that happened all the time. Didn't that happen to you? I could ask ridiculous questions. I do it all the time. Like people thought, like people thought we were the spokespeople for all the Jews. So what do the Jews think about, you know, this or what? Why do the Jews do that? Or, you know, I got that. I remember in grade school, especially yeah, being exa- um, exactly. needing to right. be the spokesperson Person. for all the Jews. And that can then be tiring. It's know? like, oh, yes. you know, and then for me, it was more explaining the difference between culture and religion and et cetera. And to me, it was just more of like, OK, don't ask me, do you have a hair? <laughs> like one of the things like, you know, and stuff like, are you bald or does it do you wear this all night? You know, those kind of type of questions about my scarf, my hijab. So to me, those was very frustrating to a point. I was like, you know what? Yeah, I don't have hair. That's why I put this thing on. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry, but no, just a second. Just a second. That would be one. You, you found me out. Right. <laughs> this is one of my questions. Do you shower okay? with this? I was like, yeah, I do shower with oh, this. Yeah. <laughs> That's why it's wet right now. So so we all know. Shower. I'm not, I'm not familiar with that term. <laughs> because we're, we're Jewish, all right, doesn't, so you, you see women that are wearing shaitals, right? Right. Well, are they, do they have hair under there or not? We don't know. Some of them do. Some of them don't. I mean, we know the ones that do, right? <laughs> so honestly, uh, my question for Dar's Fardoza mm-hmm. is: Sorry, um, do you have? Do you keep? Do you have long hair or short hair under there? I have long hair. Okay. Yeah. See, I went to guess that <laughs> just because it's kind of flat yeah. here. Yeah. So I would have assumed that you had short hair. So, but some of the Jewish women actually cut their hair. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, uh, some of them they do it because it's more comfortable and some of them there is a reason why they have to do that right mm-hmm. so i don't know you yeah. know i didn't know i didn't know if it you have this it's the same reasoning as for us right mm-hmm. only only your husband gets to see your yeah. beauty right but so so why do little girls wear them um so 
it's it depends it's a kind of training for them in oh a sense. got it and awesome. for them to get used to it and, and stuff like that so it's girls actually little girls are not required until the age of puberty like 15. interesting so until then it's just pretty much kind of practice so they can get used to yeah. playing basketball yeah, or stuff like that or and get tennis used to it. With be it. comfortable with it you know <laughs> yeah it's like but i don't agree with like kids like it has to be like a appropriate age where yeah they know what they're wearing you're and, right you, so if you have children, you wouldn't be, you wouldn't push them to have them at a young no. age until like, you could they change feel, your until mind, like, you know, for me, it's like personally, cause I see my nieces and, you know, and one of the things I like about them is like, once it's so interesting, my niece is five years old and she's so cute. <laughs> nieces are always cute. Yeah. And then it's like, whenever she knows, like whenever we're praying that she, cause she will grab like a, a scarf or something, try to put it on. Cause you know, oh. she knows when you're praying, you cover up. Good. And then she nice. knows, and then sometimes it's like when she when you go into the mosque, she knows you have to put this on. She will ask me. She's like, oh, she's like, mommy, can I can you give me my scarf for going to the mosque? You know. So for her, it's like she knows those etiquettes. Like she was taught, like you don't enter the mosque while you're you're not cover your hair and stuff like that. But when she goes to school, it's like she's pre uh, kindergarten. Yeah, she, she doesn't. So wear she doesn't hijab, wear it. Okay, you know, so that's cool. That's cool. So it's like teaching kids. Being the example within, so that they know that by the time that they're old enough, that they know that this is something that they want to wear, not something that parents want. So when you have the interfaith day, mm -hmm. do you do you look at this as a little bit more of a relaxed area for both of you? Where if people are asking questions about your faith, you're obviously it's not the the tediousness that you would feel when you were like Hollywood yeah it's, younger, the, it's the right time mm -hmm. it's okay to it's the right be that. actually one of the um, I want to make sure people know they can ask questions oh yeah, yeah we encourage questions because <laughs> yeah. it's more of that and the thing is though for me it's like that's one when, when I was a teenager and I was kind of you know at that process but I do encourage questions and I feel like there's no uh, stupid questions as long as you ask you're thinking about it just ask and it's good for you to clear that out so we actually encourages the you to actually ask each other's cool. questions and then also one of the things that we do it's we really highly encourage is that the youth actually we actually kind of force them to it <laughs> that we're when they whatever group that they come in they don't stick with that certain group we divide oh, them oh you up. divide them yeah. up so yeah. they yeah. can't so be with their friends yeah. they can't be with their friends so cool. they get to know someone else that who's not like them cool. so it's an opportunity building friendship so that's where we and then we throughout the day we oh they always ask questions among themselves so and so they the uh, my son's i think they must have met people and i think it was through the council on islamic relations did a muslim leadership day at the Capitol mm -hmm. and invited a couple of the Jewish youth to join. And so I will never forget this when um, my sons and they're a little bit like thin and tall. So they kind of, so they walked into this room and, and they entered this room and it was almost the, the, the front of the room was a lot of the, a lot of the girls in hijab, the back, the guys were sort of congregating in the mm -hmm. back and them, they, they stuck out like the way probably a Muslim woman sticks out when she's in a room full of people that no one's wearing hijab and they felt like fools because they weren't wearing hijab <laughs> and they and it was so everybody kind of looked at them like maybe they were in the wrong room or like maybe they were the delivery people and then they were supposed to leave like they didn't really belong mm -hmm. and then a couple of people that they met from the day of service recognized them and 10 minutes I mean I was laughing so hard because they just they, you know, they're Caucasian guys who fit in. They play tennis. You know, they fit in. in and it's great to experience being 
you know, looking marginalized, looking like the outsider. And everyone's kind of like, hmm, are you supposed to be here? And then 15 minutes later, they were just in the group. Mm-hmm. Oh, and, that's cool. And they that's were, cool. and um, they stayed for a meal and they stayed for prayer and they were invited, which was really an honor to observe prayer. And when the Muslim group came to Beth Jacob's synagogue, we cleared the small sanctuary mm-hmm. and the um, Fardoz's husband, actually, who's the head of the Council on Islamic Relations, Jaylani Hussein. Cool. Um, led our, he that's led pretty the, big. Yeah. He, wow. So he led, the, he led the prayer in our synagogue, and um, we cleared it out so that they could kneel onto the floor because we sit and stand in, in our prayer, but we don't kneel onto the floor, and they need to have open space. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's just these great, you know, it's just these great experiences. And now, you know, my son's roommate at college is a Muslim guy. Cool. They are, Yeah. They wow. are just two super buddies. Yeah. And and I think without this experience, it might have been harder for them to find each other's connecting and friendship and real closeness. They found it on day one. That's mm-hmm. cool. That's nice. And they- this, this program gives them that opportunity and just to have those friendships and that it's and then they can also call back each other's and ask for, hey, you know. I'm doing this and this. Can I get help with this? And can you help me with that? So it's where they also use in each other's as reference because we believe that they're the future. So by educating them and by giving them an opportunities where they have friends who are a different faith than they are. So to yeah. them, it's just... Well, I, I, we took, I took my son and his roommate out for lunch and I was ordering something and it had a bacon and I said oh oh, be sure not to put the bacon on it but maybe you want it and I gestured to you know to his roommate and my son looks at me he goes mom he's a Muslim <laughs> jeez that's funny <laughs> but you, pro- you know you don't know that you don't know what level they are just no, like no, us. I knew that right. he didn't eat bacon yeah. oh, I, sh- okay. I forgot yeah. it, that was my, totally my bad Muslims yeah. don't eat bacon hello yeah. I mean hello. I know that but and I just like completely forgot I'm like whoa Horace do you want th-? and Noah was like mom he did the same thing that I did to Grant like throwing himself between, <laughs> between me and my foolish and I don't think it's that bad just because I'm there's a lot of Jews that eat bacon that's true I mean that's true you know it's th- I just want I know yeah. Horace doesn't eat bacon but you knew it was he my didn't. bad right yeah you know right big deal. It's so okay. I joke around. It's like whenever I'm in inside a synagogue, like I don't have to worry about right. eating bacon. That's right. <laughs> it's all good. That's true. <laughs> so this is the only safe zone that I don't have to ask what kind of meat is it. Yeah, yeah. I'm eating that's everything. That's right. <laughs> yeah, it is so true. It's so true. I love that. So it's we make sure make sure it's and the same thing with Holly. Yeah. It's like you yeah, know, words. It's all you're it's, the same. Yeah, yeah, it's true. Um, so. Just tell me, go back again, because I, I just, so you do your, your, you do your class, your, what do I want to say? Your like the teachings workshops. in the morning, workshops, mm-hmm. that's the word I was looking for. Workshops in the morning. And then you have, do, they do lunch. Oh, wait, actually, there... I want to talk about one of the, the second workshops. Oh, yeah. So we have a new one this year mm-hmm. that we've never done before. And this, this is this, this after this, the keynote. Yeah, after have, the keynote. Do you have the, do you have lunch and then a keynote? And no. then oh. So it's um first workshop. Okay. And then keynote. Got it. And then we go to the second workshop. And then lunches after second then workshop. Oh, okay. So got second it. workshops are just diff are, are sort of diff like the one religion one oh ones are the first workshops mm-hmm. usually and then the second workshops are sort of different things like we did Krav Maga, which is Israeli self defense. We've mm-hmm. done that a number of years. Cool. And um so this year we wanted because many, many of the youth that come are kids of our youth of color. And we wanted to do something with a positive interaction with the police. And 
because of everything that's going on in the community and the police. So we reached out to the St. Paul police, um, had a hard time at first because they didn't answer our emails, but then I found a police officer and talked to him and then followed. I got the right person to call and, and yeah, we were a little bit relentless about it. Determined. Yep. And we have a fabulous police officer who's volunteering his time on that day to come and teach a workshop about how to have positive interactions with the police. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's not really in the zone of religion, but it is very much in the zone of the values of community, of of this community of building bridges of peace of what the interfaith action does in our community. Um, so we're really excited yeah. about it. And I, I can't, I, I'm, gonna, I'm actually really curious mm-hmm. to see how many of the students sign up to see the, to, to meet with the, you know, to learn from the police right. officer. And actually that's, I, we always had these popular workshops. So hopefully that would be one of the popular workshop for us. And then also we have other workshops where youth actually themselves are led by. Um, we also have, it is called um, IYLC 101. Oh, my daughter's yeah. leading that with her friends. Say yeah. it again. What is it? It's uh, Interfaith Youth Connection 101. Oh, okay, okay. So great. where we actually take an opportunity to inc- uh, recruit other youth to be take part of the Interfaith um, Leadership Team. Right. So I have um, 11th grade daughter who's also been involved since the very beginning. And since, she's... Since, she, yeah. since eighth grade. Yeah. Yeah. So nice. she's been, she nice. even helped out with when she was eighth grade to yeah. registration. <laughs> <laughs> so, the, so the mission of Interfaith Action of Greater St. Paul is to unite the people, resources, and voice of faith com- of the faith community to build a more just, safe, and livable East Metro for all. So every one of those workshops is in furtherance of that goal mm-hmm. and that mission. Cool. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. So that and also to get more of our young people involved in this work because it's yeah. really, you know, it's a great, great fit for some people. Yes, uh, yeah. definitely. So you can go to the website at uh, what was the website? Interfaithaction.org. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you could register for the event. It's free. And the it's event free. is free. And you do have lunch. You yeah. know, that's how Concluded. you get the Jews right. there. Yep. You know? <laughs> With the Free hummus. lunch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They'll be there. Yeah. No, no trafe. There won't be any trafe there. <laughs> so, go, were you going to say something? No, Sorry. go ahead. I just want to make sure that everybody remembers that it is Monday, February 15th, Interfaith Youth Day of Service. It's this coming Monday, President's Day from 9 to 4. Again, Hamlin University class center at 1535 hewitt avenue um is there somebody that they can contact if they need yeah, to um contact me uh for dosa hassan um my email would be f hassan at interfaitaction.org cool cool and did you can you spell that out please just for sure. everybody listening um f h a s s a n at interfaitaction.org yeah. And if you don't cool. if you if you don't get that, you can just go to interfaithaction.org's website and you can just you'll look under Fardosa's. events mm-hmm. and Fardosa, you'll find her linked right there. Cool. Mm-hmm. Cool. Well, I hope that it's a huge event. Thank a, hu- you. a huge success. We already have success. how many people registered? Hundred and forty four. Excellent. Almost hundred fifty. It's a it's we'll a have what walk is ups that? too. What's a what's a hundred and forty four? Uh Oh my gosh, you guys! I'm is it a, getting it's a a, ba- it's a, a dozen, dozen yeah. What is it called? Yeah. I forgot. A gross. Anyways, thank is you. A gross. A gross. <laughs> yeah. 
It will not be gross. No, no. it will not. <laughs> so thank you so much for being here today, ladies. Oh, thank you. Um, thank you for having us. It was really a pleasure. It's I like to learn in this way. It's very interesting for me. Um, you can check out notsokosher.net. Uh, tweet us at notsokosher. Uh, and be well, my universe. <laughs>